Welcome to the Leap of Faith podcast, a series of interviews with businesswomen, CEOs and leaders who at some point in their life decided to play a different game in what they were creating in the world. Women who know how to run a business and feel called to share their leap of faith with us and how this decision has impacted their business and their life. This podcast is to inspire you, to empower you, become still and ask yourself, am I still on the right path? Or is there a different way that I don't see yet? My name is Marianne Hermsen. I'm living in the Netherlands with my husband, Mark, and our two almost grown-up kids. I'm the founder of the Coach Business School, a Dutch training program for coaches who want to build their business from a place of alignment, strategy, and joy. I maintain my own coaching skills at a high level by working as a coach trainer and examiner for the Coaches Training Institute. And my most recent project, my sole project, is Leap of Faith and the Leap of Faith podcast. And today, I have invited Marloes Halmans, a business owner and business mentor, originally from the Netherlands, living in a farmhouse in France with her husband Olaf and our two boys. They moved here because they had always dreamed of living closer to nature, enjoying a more peaceful lifestyle, baking pies and taking more time to spend with each other as a family. Who doesn't want that? From here, she runs her two businesses, the Happy at Work Agency, a career coaching agency with coaches throughout the Netherlands, and her business coaching companies in which her team and she help business owners create the business and life of their dreams. Welcome, Marloes, at the Leap of Faith podcast. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so how was the introduction? introduction. Yeah. yeah, I was just going to say that. It's so beautiful. Uh, and mm. I just wanted to say that I love that you're that you're that you started this podcast and start sharing the examples. I think when whenever we want something, it is so valuable to see that others have done this and that it can actually be done. So thank you so much for sharing these stories with the people that that are dreaming of changing their life and changing how they run and grow their business. Yeah, you're welcome. And I think this is the best way to inspire women to do it differently by inviting people like you, because I, I have met you in the B-School group and mm -hmm. I've, I've seen what you've been doing and thought she is a very interesting, inspiring woman and businesswoman who has taken some leap of faith in her life. So that's what I want to talk about with you today. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, first of all, that's what I already saw on your website. You uh, moved to France not so mm -hmm. long ago. Can you tell me mm -hmm. more about that? Uh, <laughs> well, it's an interesting, it's an interesting story. Um, we moved about six months ago. And, and, and everybody asks us, why did you come here? Why did you come here? Why did you want to live here? And I think when we were talking about um, running our business from alignment and living our life from alignment, one of the, one of the, what is it? One of the ways is that we follow our guidance. So whenever mm -hmm. people ask me, why did you move to France? Like the most honest answer is that I'm, I was being called here. So it wasn't mm. really I decided to go because I wanted to. It was really my soul calling me here for 
whatever reason, I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> um, and, and I'm curious, I'm just trying to uh, uh, read what the listeners are thinking now. So how do you know that your soul is calling you? Because um, you didn't know that you wanted to go to France. At a certain moment, it was like a decision from the yeah. soul. Yeah, yeah. And I think our soul sends us. So how did I know? I can talk about and speak for myself because I think yes. the most important thing is that each and every one of us explore and discover how our soul talks to us. So how do you receive the signs and guidance? And, and I got the first guidance. I mean, maybe it was earlier. I studied French mm-hmm. for no particular reason, just because I loved, I loved the language and I just wanted to have a a joyful uh, student life. So I just wanted to do something that made me happy. Never worked with French, never did anything in that field. And then um, I started my career coaching business in 2007. It quickly grew, got successful. And then in 2014, um, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden I felt like everything was off. So the business was successful, but I wasn't happy anymore. I started to feel, I don't know, I'm tired of listening to my clients' stories about I don't like my job and I don't know what to do. And, and I think this is one of the early signs that our soul is trying to tell us that, we're, that we need to course correct with what we're doing. Um, and to be honest, it was really, it wasn't easy because I really felt miserable after a couple of months because I thought, this is what I've always wanted. I've always wanted to create a successful business. Mm-hmm. Well, here we are. I have yeah. plenty of clients. I have a steady flow of clients. I make a steady amount of money to support my family. So what are you complaining about? I think this is something that we all recognize. When our soul begins to call us to the next thing, um, mm-hmm. well, initially we're thinking, but w- there's nothing wrong with where I am. You know, this is what I, I thought I wanted this. And then it just starts to feel really, really off. And it's what you and I, I think would call, it's getting out of alignment. And to me, it, it was one of the most difficult times. And then mm-hmm. a very good friend said to me, so I said, I don't want to know. I don't know how I need to move on. I don't know. You know, my family tell me, don't change anything because, you know, you've created so much financial security. But I was so unhappy and it was getting worse every day. And yeah. I felt really lost in, okay, so what is next? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And a good friend asked me, so what do you know? And this was January, 2015. And I said, I don't know. Yes, you do. She said, just, just ask your soul. I was like, yeah, yes. sure. And I asked my soul, so what do I know? And it said, get a house in France. Mm, wow. And it has nothing to do with work. It's, it's about it, living a lifestyle. Yes. Uh, I was trying to figure out what the, I was, I was thinking it might be a metaphor for something that I want. So I started to explore what if it's not about the house in France, but what if it's, as we say in the law of attraction, it's all about the feeling we want to experience. Most of the things we want, we want them because we think they will make us feel better. So once we have them, we'll feel better. So I started tuning into the feeling of having a house in France and asking myself, so what if this is truly what I need to be doing? Then what will I be doing in that house? What do I see myself? So I started just visualizing and trying to sort of project into the future and go look in this future image, this future reality of trying to get the clarity 
and, and guidance on why, because that was my first question was, why would I need a house in France? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not moving my family. This is what I said. It's so funny. I'm not going to live in France. I love France, but I'm not going to live there. I, I don't, don't ever want to live there. So funny. <laughs> this is only four years ago. Oh my um, God. What an exciting um, period and also scary. And what you're saying, what you're describing here is also hey, what people who are familiar with the law of attraction, hey, we, we learn how to visualize our future. And you are visualizing, how do I want to feel in France? Because I have no idea why I should live there. Yeah. And you made it. You, it was like you were um, visualizing your dream. So how do I want to feel? And from that, something happens. And what happens? Can you continue your story? What happened is that um, I, what I did is thinking about what would I do there. And I saw myself sitting with people, which is very not specific, <laughs> talk, talking to people, which still isn't very specific. And then I, I asked myself, so what will I be talking about, about life, about the meaning of life? And I was still seeing, like my mind was still saying to myself, but this is what you're doing because mm. you help your clients find a job that's more fulfilling so yeah. there's nothing new there's nothing new and then actually a, a, a second thing came up which was opening a coffee shop in my in my city that I lived in in the Netherlands and then I thought why I don't want to have a coffee shop <laughs> and then I started exploring that and I saw myself baking pies I was a terrible I'm a terrible cook and I couldn't even bake pies back then and I saw myself baking muffins And, and, and then I got this really clear picture. I'm going to invite all the business owners and solopreneurs because there were a lot of them around me in my city. And they all said that they enjoyed the freedom of being an entrepreneur. But when I talked to them, they were all stressed and worried because their business wasn't successful. So mm. they all pretended that they loved the entrepreneur life. But it came down to all of them just sitting at their computer all day alone in their home, not having enough clients and being worried. And I saw myself inviting them to my coffee shop. And then because I was a specialist in personal branding and I worked with, in, in job marketing, personal marketing for my mm -hmm. job seeking clients. And I thought, well, then maybe I can and share a bit about personal branding so they can grow their business. I already worked with some entrepreneurs. And then I thought, oh, so this is what I want. So yeah. maybe eventually I'll invite business owners to France and help them grow their business. And then I realized that I can start doing this today. So that yeah. was the start. So I started my second business in March, 2015, helping entrepreneurs grow their business at first using personal branding as a tool until I realized it was all about getting clear on what you want, following guidance, and then growing your business with so much more ease and joy, just like, like you do. Um, and, and this is how the France thing, And everything, all the other signs that came to me helped me understand that this was the next step that I needed to take for my mm. soul to be, you know, living the truest expression of what I'm supposed to do here on this planet. So, and the rest, as they say, <laughs> it's, it's history. history. <laughs> yeah, because you have a successful business and uh, you have mastermind groups I saw on your website. So it's, it's all uh, flourishing, the both businesses. And yeah. um Well, actually, um, since, because I saw I'll take 
business owners, I'll invite them to come to France so we can help them grow their business. And this morning, I was in Bonn, which is the wine city of Burgundy, mm -hmm. uh, welcoming another client for my VIP business retreats that I now actually do here. So it's only four years ago that I got all this guidance, and I'm living that today. And it sounds like you moved your coffee shop to France. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is also interesting about the law of attraction, that we should never be attached to the form, you know, the how. So we can exactly. be very, yeah, that's what you're saying. You, the first sign you had was, I have to go to France. And then your head is freaking out. What, the f what do yeah. I have to do in France? I speak French. I studied it. I don't want to live there. So that then we are really getting uh, lost in the how. And what you did, you knew you knew the process because you studied a lot of traction. That's what I read on your website. <laughs> Go back one step and just, how do I want to feel if I would be living in France? Is that is that yeah. what you're saying? Yes, what I said is, I, I never, um, this is my invitation to all of your listeners, never question what your guidance is telling you. Just assume that it's telling you something that is helping you live the truest expression of who you are. Um, just every bit of contrast, as we call it, so every life's experience that is being thrown on your path, just trust that it's happening for you. I've just learned to never question it. We mm. go, we drive ourselves crazy thinking, yeah. what do I need to do? How do I need to get there? I don't know. Think, 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 think. We're just, we're just thinking all the time. And I feel there's, I don't know how you experience this because I see you going the same, you know, you've taken the same path, I think. So it's, it just feels so much more relaxed. I feel so much more trust that everything's working out for me. Since I just committed to myself, I'm going to listen to my guidance. We ask way too many questions, I think. When, when yeah. Our, yeah, when, when our intuition or source or your angels or your higher self, whatever. There are many it. words for it. Yeah. So many words for it. When it's talking to you, just trust that, that it's right. And it's, it's helping you. Uh, and this is, I think the first thing I did just, okay. I'll, because we actually drove to France a couple of times um, just to go look for houses. We, we weren't planning on buying one. We didn't have the money to do it at that mm -hmm. point. Um, and then eventually four years later, well, three years, because we bought the house last year. Um, we realized we really do want this house. It's not a metaphor. This is really just our next step to go live here um, and, and yeah, do my work here as I'm doing today. And how did you bring your husband along? Because it was your more like your sign, your dream. Or how did he get like involved? Yeah, and this is so funny because I did a, I did a really beautiful event. Uh, and then one of the the participants or one, what do you call it the people that were at the event said so how did you well she didn't use these exact words but what she was trying to say is how did you convince your husband to come with you <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> yes, that's actually what you felt Marion. but and then i said what's so funny because you're assuming that it took convincing to to take my family here with me and i think this is one of the um it's so interesting because um, when I talk to clients about this, about this law of attraction, they often say, um, well, I want this and I believe in this law of attraction, but my, my husband, my spouse or my family or my friends, they think it's silly. They think it's weird. So how do I convince them that this mm. is really working for me? 
Yeah. And I think it's not about convincing. No. It is about tuning your frequency to what you want. Because when you want to convince someone, you're actually working from a much, much lower vibration. And out of source. And out of source. Yes, nobody needs to be convinced. Everybody has their own desires and everybody has their own uh, free will. So just let's just assume you don't have to convince anyone. You can keep this close to yourself. You can just keep saying to yourself, this is what I want. This is what I envision. And just, just talk about this openly. And that's what my husband and I did. Because when we, starting 2015, when I was getting on this different path, my husband actually got into a terrible burnout mm -hmm. uh, in his job in 2015. And the first thing I said, just quit. If you want to quit, this is your soul calling you to the next thing. You don't know what it is. You went through the same <laughs> the same drama that everybody goes through when you really don't have any clue where you're being called. You just know that you don't want this anymore. And he just followed his own path. And I think it was quote unquote helpful that he got this burnout because it forced him to think about what is it that I want? And we literally yeah. just sat down last year, early 2018 and saying, so this house in France thing, what mm -hmm. do you want? And I can tell you what I feel. And, and then, we just both said the same thing. I would love wow. to buy an old farmhouse and turn it into something beautiful. He loved the project, so he's currently renovating the house. Yeah, he's and busy with it. He's extremely busy with it, <laughs> which is why I'm not at home right now because it's noise. <laughs> I really don't want to be there. Yeah, so to, say just... to, to say to the listeners, you are sitting in your car in France to have no noise. To have no noise. I'm sitting in front of school to pick up my boy afterwards. Yes. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so it's basically just don't assume that you need to convince anyone. No. When you, everything around you has to change because you are an electromagnetic field. When it changes, everything has to yes. respond to your changed vibration. So... Oh, I just this is maybe the most beautiful message I think we can yeah, and, on the work that and we you do. know what this this message I always sh shared with my coaches with before I knew anything about the law of traction my coaches always said in the end the only thing I had to do was being myself because when they became themselves their boss was doing normal their colleagues were doing normal so I also yes. did career coaching for a long time and I was so amazed about this magic, you know, I was just coaching them. And, the, and then these, their, their end conclusion was, I only have to be myself. And what yes. you're saying now is explaining it. But at that time, I didn't know. I only thought mm. you can only change yourself yeah, and you can't convince others to change themselves. So yes. also for the coaching, this, this really counts. So that remi reminded me. Yeah, and I think the basic of it is alignment, right? This is the word we use it a lot. Is. It's alignment, which means being true to yourself, being true to the, what is the most truthful expression of you? So following this path that you're meant to walk in this life that you've chosen to live. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think when, like, because I've seen this when I was in career coaching, that people complain about their boss, they complain about things yes. happening. And, and what happens is that we so often think we need to be someone else, think we need to act differently. And it's just so much we actually go out of alignment when we yeah. we don't, you know, just act the way we feel we want to because we think we cannot do that. We think we're not allowed. We think there is no space. We think people don't want us to. And we're basically messing our alignment up 
And then when you're not in alignment, you're not going to get any of the things that you want. So the minute mm. you go back to this is what I want, this is what feels truthful to me, this is the path I'm on, this is where I want to go, you clean up all this, well, sort of this fake behavior <laughs> and all these yeah. fake things that you're doing, which is when you find alignment. And when you're in alignment, you can ask anything you want and it will come your way because you're yeah. tuning to it. Mm. Like, it is so simple. Yeah. Yeah. But it, 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 how, the way you're saying it is very simple. But why is it so difficult for so many people to stay in alignment? Do you think from your experience? Yeah, because they just, I think, honestly, what I've seen with many of my clients and in my personal life, it's because we simply don't believe our mm. life can be this joyful and abundant. And this is because we've been programmed, programmed throughout the ages yes. that life is hard, that life is supposed to be struggle, that we cannot make a lot of money without working really hard. This is something I see in France, which is a very different culture. Yeah. So it's also, uh, it's like the collective saboteur of france is about working hard and not having joy uh, yes yes well joy maybe but wealth and abundance you can't you can't make a lot of money when you're not doing anything people don't really get what i'm doing here because they see me i'm always walking in the town here talking to the baker not working. Talking to, just chilling and and sometimes i'm on the phone and, and and they really don't get it because there's not there's not there's not this entrepreneurial culture of running online businesses, scalable business models. They have no clue what I'm doing, especially not on the countryside. And I think many of us are just programmed by their family and even by you know history, like you said. So I think why is it so different to find alignment? It's because we don't feel the freedom to just come as we are. There is so much judgment. We judge others continuously, mm -hmm. even without, you know, we don't want to, but we do because we see a mother, I don't know, um, a mother giving candy to her son and you're thinking, I wouldn't do that. That's not good. That's not good for his teeth. You're judging. You're judging and losing energy. And you're judging and losing energy. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yes. lowering your, your vibration. That's what's happening. Yes. And, and, yes. and you, you, you are a business woman. You have a husband. You have kids. So you have a, a life with a lot going on. And... And how, when you wake up in the morning, how do you maintain your vibration high? Oh, that's so funny that people ask. My clients have asked me last week, how often do you meditate? Mm -hmm. And I said, I never meditate. No. <laughs> uh, I think when you start practicing this, when you start, I think the, the biggest thing about the law of attraction for my life was understanding that the last step of manifesting what you want is allowing it allowing and, and yeah yes it's the art of allowing and there are so many ways that we're interfering with this you can you, can't <laughs> you can't believe it you can't believe it well you can actually because you know but um and and there are so many ways and i think it just is, is if you really want to change this for yourself you need to be willing to look at all the ways that you're messing it up so that really takes a high level of ownership and leadership and then mm. um I've just practiced time and time again, over and over again for the past years to stay, just to break this habit of judgment, stay out of it, just live and let live. Yeah. You know, the only way that I can truly be who I want to be and live the life I want is when I stop judging myself for the choices I make 
and stop judging others for the choices that they make. I think this is really, you know, and then when you do this, your vibration will stay high. You don't have mm. to meditate or you don't have to get up in the morning setting intentions. Of course, it's all helpful to do this. Yeah, because now I, I, that's an assumption maybe, but now that you're living in France in beautiful nature, it can have an impact on how you feel. Or because you lived in the Netherlands, which where the energy in a different way, the productivity is much higher. Uh, so how is it for you? You say it can help, but it's not needed. Is that what you're saying? Well, yes, uh, it's not needed when you're practicing it. I think when you start practicing this, it's all about tuning into the reality of what you want. So tuning your vibration to what you really want. In the beginning, it might be difficult. When things don't go your way, you'll drop. It will drop. And you have, to, you have the feeling you have to build it all back up again, this momentum and this trust mm -hmm. and this high vibration. But I think what you really want to do is raise your vibration and, and stick to it, like maintain that for as long as you can. Then you lose it, like you fall off your high flying disc. I just love that thing because I get this picture in my head of what that looks like. <laughs> and then you get back on it. And then what you just want to do is maintain the time that you're on it and the number of times that you're on it. So, and, and when you do this for, I don't know, when you practice this, you'll get to this beautiful state that you're on it most of the time. So yeah. you feel a high vibration most of the time and it becomes like the where. Uh, what is the rare occasion that you're off? Mm. So it also means that when you are going to school, pick up your kids, you're also at that moment maintaining your vibration. Not only when you're sitting, for example, behind your desk, working, uh, creating uh, new programs. Yes. I love that you're saying this because people tend to meditate or visualize or do yoga or walk or I don't know what, a journal with the intention to raise our vibration, which is good, mm -hmm. but actually it shouldn't be conditional. So when you're doing it, so I sometimes, sometimes my clients tell me, oh, I really feel so bad. I really need to get back in alignment. I, I should meditate more. And I'm like, no, if this is how you're saying it, <laughs> I, it. I forbid you to meditate. I should, yeah, I should yes. meditate more. I should yes. lose weight. I should That is better. a judgment, but yes. it's a judgment. I want you to love yourself. I want you to say, it's okay that I yeah. felt this way. I forgive mm. myself for thinking I need to meditate more, but I would love to find more alignment. And because I'd love to find more alignment, what would be the most joyful thing to do right now? What would get me instantly into this feeling of experiencing joy? And if it's meditation, then you meditate. You're doing it for the joy of it. You're not doing it because you're afraid you won't find alignment if you don't, because that's actually magnifying your focus on what you don't want yeah and that was that was one of the lessons i was recently at the abraham hicks workshop in amsterdam and yeah. one of the lessons was don't meditate for peace in the world don't meditate for uh, uh to change something meditate just for the fun of it for the joy for the joy yes yeah because so i thank you for be, saying that yeah it needs to be unconditional with everything in the universe, it needs to be unconditional. The minute you make your actions, meditations, anything conditional, it's not free. And you're, mm. you're interfering with the natural process of unfolding. I think the universe is, is a bazillion times more um, intelligent than you. So just mm. don't mess it up. Just find joy. It's really all you need to do. Why did we move to France? Because I felt like it. 
Yes. Because I felt like it would bring me joy. Joy, yeah. And how difficult is it for us human beings to to uh, allow ourselves to have joy? Because it's, yeah, like you said, we're so conditioned to work hard. You have to work hard to be successful. And um, that was also one of the things, one of the questions at, a, at a, the workshop um, that successful people seem to have had, you know, uh, have had a very uh, big story of struggle. And, uh, and Abram said, it's not about the struggle. It's about the moment they surrendered to letting go of everything, you know. Exactly. And that's what you're, I think that's the word you say, allowing. Maybe that's a little bit the same word. Yes. Yeah. But there it's must have unattached. been unattached. Yes. Unattached. But there must have been a time in your life, uh, Marloes, that you did it in a different way. Can you share a little bit about that? Oh yeah, I can share how I um, nearly. What is it? I was going to say the word "killed myself." So that was mm. the first, the first word that came up in my mind. So let's just honor that and use that. When I was yes. in a car accident, when I was about 20 years old and then into my first job at 22 really demanding venture capital investment strategy consulting growing businesses <laughs> um it was okay. too much it was way too much i thought i needed to be someone i wanted to be successful i studied french so i didn't feel very special and i worked in this really interesting environment of people you know being super successful businesses making millions mm -hmm. um and I really, I was, I was, I don't know, I wasn't focused on what I wanted. So it, that was the biggest struggle. And it, it really made me very sick because I had a, a bad physical condition after this car accident. Uh, and I made it worse every day by, I don't know, I've struggled so much finding my path in life, just trying to understand what is being asked of me? I don't know. I don't know. And the minute I let go of not knowing, just thinking, but what do I know? Yeah. Everything, everything got easier. But I really went in the first seven years of my career. I was, I was, I was lost. I was a completely different person. And when I had my first child in 2008, I was so bad physically, I couldn't take care of him. I had people mm. in my house wow. every day to, to take care of my son. Yeah. Wow. And, and that feels like a distant reality. I cannot even relate to that anymore. But I was at a really, really low place. Yeah. yeah, so so what you're saying here, your frequency was much lower there because you wanted to be somebody instead of being yourself. Yes, That's but I think I think we don't know who we are. No. When we're when we're younger we don't know who we exactly. are. And, and and we try to find we try to find what is it? Um I don't know, we try to relate to what we see around us. We're just not focused on us. And I think this is the, the, the hardest thing to learn. This is what I try to teach my kids, or at least I try to allow them to be like this, just to put yourself first mm. in harmony with everybody around you, but you can be respectful to everybody around you. But you need to put yourself first. And we are so not programmed to do that. No. And we're selfish. It's not about you. It's not about everybody going for their own highest, you know, good. But I strongly believe, and sometimes people resent me for this. It's interesting. I believe if every human on the planet would put their own needs first yes. and feel their needs are being met. Yeah, fill your own cup. That's what I also hear. Yes. Fill your own cup first. And everything that spills over because your cup is so full is for others. Yes, and you won't feel you need to 
Because what we do is we don't put ourselves first. So no. our, need, our needs aren't met. And then we resent, we resent others yes. that our needs aren't met. Like yeah. I want my husband to do the dishes and he doesn't. So he's a jerk because he's not doing the dishes. <laughs> and, you're all, and this is just so stupid. Just, just put yourself first. Then you'll feel all of your needs met. And I believe the world will change. We won't have to fight over whose land this is. No. We won't have to fight over who's right and who's wrong. When we, when we learn to feel fulfilled and give this to ourselves and love ourselves, we don't ever need to fight about anything because no. everybody will be in this wonderful place. And that might sound very idealistic. And I think we won't get there in my time. I think we need a couple, mm. I need a couple of more lives <laughs> to continue yeah. to see the world change in this level. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you here because... One time I spoke out my mission to my coach and I had this goose, goose bumps on my body when I said, I want, to I want to change the world by raising consciousness. And then I thought, what am I saying? Wow. <laughs> and then I thought, well, my body is reacting in, like in, uh, in allowance. Like, yes, it's true what you're saying, Mary. And you want to change the world by raising consciousness. Imagine Donald Trump uh, put in... And this guy from North Korea would really have a higher consciousness and, and like you said, uh, fill their own cup first in a good way, in harmony with the world. Then there will be, will be peace. And why can't we dream? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, we are so conditioned to struggle, to work hard, to help others. And that it's selfish to uh, focus too much on yourself and all this self-development. But in the end, yeah, you're, say, you're sharing a beautiful story here. Fill your own cup first and uh, everyone else will uh, benefit from it. Yeah, yeah. Mm, beautiful. So there's so many ways to, to, to look at uh, a at leap of faith and at, at alignment. I'm just wondering what else I can ask you. Um, yeah. Um, well, it's about this leap of faith now that you're... I think... If, if, you, if the listeners recognize this, like if you're into the law of attraction and creating your life, like the things you want in your life and your business results this way, many people will tell you that you're self-centered or what is it that you only think about yourself because they're not getting this concept of when you don't need anybody else to fulfill your needs, you can live and let live, right? That this mm -hmm. is the only way. And I think many people recognize this. And I think one of the other things um, when taking leaps of faith, so when, you're, when you follow your soul's guidance, your soul really knows what's best for you. But it takes our courage and leadership because yes. we're still in this world where everybody thinks it's not a good idea, where, we, where our ego is trying to protect us and it wants us to be safe. When we moved to France, everybody was talking like, what about the kids? What about the oh, kids? Yeah. And yeah. I said, the one, number one reason I said I would never live in France in 2015 was because schools are very different here. And I don't, I mm -hmm. don't want my children to be spoiled by, you know, by the French school system. And I think whenever we take a leap of faith, and we talked about this earlier when we talked, there's always this strange, um, there's always this strange situation that we come in that we feel called which is a very strong pull forward like go this way and then we feel yes i need to do this i have to do this and then we walk we continue to walk on that path and then you know somewhere we're going to be trapped in thinking oh my gosh what am i doing 
Was this a good idea? Yes. I don't know if this was a good idea. And this is just our mind trying to mess it up. Mm. Our ego trying to protect us. So I always feel, I don't know if you recognize, I always feel this very bizarre two-way pull. One is pulling me forward and the other one's thinking, oh no. Just it's stop, the same with stop. you know this leap of faith. So I'm I'm recording this podcast with you, and I I, I think in June I uh, I spoke about this for the first time. It really came to me that I have to do it, that I want to do it, that, that this is the way I want to express myself, and not in a like monologue style, but in a dialogue because that's where something happens, you know, in the field. Let's call it the field. And today I was thinking, oh my God, what what am I doing? Um, oh, it, it, I'm tired because I had a bad night of sleep because my daughter came home late. And so everything is against me. And so maybe I shouldn't do it. And uh, yeah. uh, what if uh, the recording is not good? Or what if nobody's listening? So there was so much in my head. And then I was laughing. I thought, come on, Marianne, get back in your high vibration. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's beautiful. This actually, for me, has become an indicator that I'm growing, that I'm expanding. Because yeah. when it starts to feel uncomfortable, and even when you have no clue what you're doing, that's when you know that you're really expanding. Because one, when it's uncomfortable, you know you're definitely leaving your comfort zone. So that's a sign that you're, on the, you're exactly on the right path. So just breathe and continue. And the other thing is not knowing anymore what you're doing, just having no, no, it's in French, plan de repère. I can't find the English word for it. I used to study French. What's yeah. point de repère? Point de repère. Uh, it's yeah, just uh, finding something to cling to that you know. Something, you know, some, this is at least, it's all new, but this at least I know. It's like an when indication say, point or point yes, to rely on. Something like that, yeah. yeah. But when you still have those, I always tell my clients, when you still have those, you're not leaving the zone of what you know. You are in some way still creating more of what you already know, more of what you already did. And true expansion is when you leave that zone. Yes. And there is really no, no, nothing to cling to anymore. That's when you're creating something life changing, game changing on the leading edge. So when I, whenever I feel, and this moving to France was definitely one of them, taking my work to English is definitely one of them. When mm-hmm. I go, I don't know what I'm doing. I know. And I'm <laughs> you, are, you are in the land of not knowing and the land of possibilities. I made, you know, two. Now I remember in June, I made a very big, uh, big empty page, you know. On the left, I wrote down the land of knowing. On the right, I wrote down the land of uh, possibilities and dreams. And in the middle, I made a bridge. So I was mm. only like it was like brainstorming with myself all the words which are in the land of knowing. So it's everything you know. Yeah, it's knowledge. It's uh, relying upon uh, uh, what you learned and studied and your success, etc., etc. And then the land of possibilities. It was really like everything was possible. It was about feelings and the heart, being, and the other part is more doing. So this is how, for me, Leap of Faith started because there was, I, I made this bridge and I think, okay, maybe the, the program needs to be called the bridge or something. And then mm. at a certain moment, this word came up. I think we have to jump or, you know, there are many ways to go from the left to the right. But what is possible when you jump or leap into the land of 
possibilities, allowing uh, higher vibration, where your soul is at charge. That's what I say. So this mm. is how it started. And thank you for reminding me. Mm. And uh, what did I want to say? Sometimes I forget what I want to say. Mm. Um, I'm lost. Sorry. Well, I think if, if you want me, if, I'd, yes. I'd love to comment on that because I love this name, Leap of Faith, because it literally means I'm going to jump into something without having a clue of where I'm going to land. And I think when we really want to change the world right now, we have to, we have to change all the paradigms that we know. Yeah, and I think you're doing that. I'm doing that. Many of us are doing that. And it takes people who have the courage to take this leap of faith into the unknown when no one has gone before. Mm -hmm. yeah, that is what we're yeah. doing. That is, a I'm beautiful statement. Yeah, a beautiful statement. And uh, yeah, wonderful. I think there are so many quotes which I can write <laughs> from this podcast and many other people. Yeah. So there's a lot of inspiration. That, this is what I like in dialogue that yeah. I get inspired by you, you get inspired by me. So it's like building up resonance yeah. together. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and one more thing uh, I saw on your website <coughs> was also a statement you say, I believe you can grow your business with so much more ease and joy when you learn to use the beautiful power of feminine energy next to the amazing power of the masculine energy of strategizing, goal setting, and taking determined action. So can you tell me a bit more about that, the feminine and masculine energy? Yeah. Well, I think just look at how, how we make babies, just to make it very easy. <laughs> we need the masculine and the feminine. Yes, there are you know, <laughs> two men who get children, but they still need some kind of woman yes. to support that. So... And mm. it is really everything in the universe is created of both. Wow. Which, yeah. And I think the masculine is the manifestation bit. It's, it's, this is why we call it God. In, you know, God is the manifestation power of the universe. And there's the feminine bit, which is the mother earth, which is yeah. creating, which is allowing, which is holding space for things to unfold. It's literally just allowing the space for something just to naturally unfold and I think the masculine bit is where we, where we help this, where we take inspired action. And I think one of the things, and I, don't, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but one of the things that bugs me is that people now that we're, it's this is rising of the feminine, right? We're in the middle of it. It started maybe two years ago, and I see a big, big rising of that everywhere around me in the world. And I also see um, when we talk about the rising of the feminine, that we're actually judging the masculine, yeah, like, oh, the masculine is so bad. I knew you were going to say this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because you and I resonate so much on this. But it's not about the one that one is better than the other. It's about no. finding the perfect balance between the two. So I never resonate with people saying the feminine way or really being judgmental about the masculine. I think we've needed this period in in our history where 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 women stood up and said, you know, took their bras off in the Netherlands and go, yes. uh, you know, the feminists. Yes, we needed that. We needed that extremity. I don't know if that's the right word. We needed this, you know, we needed I love to, to come, uh, yes, to start a new course. And now I think after everything that our, our moms and our, you know, the people that went before us have done, we're here to find the balance back between the two and understanding that it's both. Yeah, we are in this together. And that's, that's what yeah. I realized uh, with the other entrepreneurs I was in Amsterdam at Abram Hicks. It was so funny what happened there. 
at the first day, people are invited in the hot seat so people can raise their hands. We're, I think 90% yeah. in the room of 1,900 people were women. So 10% was men. And they invited one after one men on stage. And we were looking at each other, what's happening here? They're only inviting men. So, of course, we had a little bit of judgment first. And then we thought, no, this is great because the questions they were asking uh, were not particularly uh, difficult or high standard or whatever but the answers were so much meant to be uh, spoken out for the high, for the greater good of all that we looked at each other this is a sign we are in this together it's not about feminine versus masculine we are in this together we need each other and, and like you're beautifully saying you need the masculine energy to manifest to be strategic to set goals and this female energy of Mother Earth and really allowing things to happen and, and find this balance. I love it. So, and it's inside all of us. I mean, this is the most important thing, I think. The men aren't just masculine. They need, no. to, eat, they need to find a balance between their feminine and yeah. masculine. And so do we. So we've been using, mas I think we've been using masculine energy to fight for our feminine, femininity. Yeah the wrong way I, yes the wrong way and it, i think we're all balancing out i think that's yeah. what we're all doing i think you already gave your number one advice for the listeners in some way and i wrote it down but maybe you have something else or you want to repeat what your number one advice is. put joy first yes the path of joy is always the path that is most closest to what your soul wants you to be doing it is the path of least resistance and, and just when you feel you cannot follow that because you feel you're not worthy or you feel it's not possible, it's too easy, it feels too easy, do the inner work. Find help to do the inner work, but just find joy. Your life and your business are supposed to be so incredibly joyful to you. And yes, it's supposed to be that way. And yes, it's possible. So if you cannot believe that yet, work on it. This is really the only thing you have to do. Find joy. Wow. Yes, I think this is a, uh, a beautiful way of uh, finishing our, our dialogue, uh, Marluz. Thank you, uh, Marluz, for uh, sharing your, a bit of your life and a bit, a bit of your, well, it's, the word is wrong, but philosophy or how you are standing mm -hmm. in life and how you are taking your leap of faith. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm certain, you know, that, that this way the ripple you and I wants to create in the world will have his impact. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for inviting me and sharing this.